You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. All right, Andy, so while we, just before we talked about your injuries, mate, you touched on your debut and you made it really young, really, so at the age of 18, you made your, your debut for Saints, and what do you remember about that, and how did it go? Yeah, it was a tough game at, at Nolsey Row versus Hulky High. You know, we got beat. I think it was 1918, so not not the, the greatest debut. Uh, I actually got a bit concussed in that as well. Off a kickoff when uh, Michele Azu ran it back, caught me right under the chin with his head, but it was just awesome to be out there, really. Um, you know, I'd watch these guys as a kid and to, to be alongside of them was, was brilliant, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, and you stayed in and around the team for that year then, did you? Yeah, so like we went to... Um, South Wales, uh, I think they were called Celtic at the time, and went down to their their place at Bridge End, and I think it was round three, maybe. Um, that's when I did my wrist, and then I was out for probably about ten weeks, so or twelve weeks, sorry. So I played about ten games that year because I came yeah. back at the back end of the year. Right. Um, and yeah, then after that, then then I was I was in around like probably twenty games a year um, from that point on. Right, for, but for a young lad, mate, they they're good numbers, aren't they? And on the back of quite a serious injury as well. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, like I, I was just like at the time, I was just happy to be out there. You know, I yeah. I, I, lo- I love playing, um, and then yeah, it was just it was just awesome to be out there and, and playing with the team. Really, you know, any player just wants to play week in week out. Really, yeah, of course they do. So, what are your are your standout moments from your spell at Saints? Who were the players that sort of took you under your wing as as a kid and and what what do you what do you look back on fondly from that time? Um, as a kid, I'd say Sean Long was brilliant. He was great, yeah. and it it was good to link back up with him at, at Salford a couple of years later down the line when I left Saints. You know, he he was great with me and. You know, the same as Matt Gidley. Like, so when I was playing, I'd have Matt Gidley outside me and Sean Long inside me. So, yeah. you know, that, that you can't really ask for two two better players. And, you know, in the middle, you had James Graham, Kieran Cunningham, James Roby. They they were all amazing. They they'd impart knowledge on you that, you know, no one else would know. So it, it was brilliant, really. I couldn't ask for a better um, introduction to first-team rugby. And especially just how to enjoy the moments because, you know, with rugby, you can kind of get a little bit mixed up in the monotonous day-to-day, just going to training, not really taking it for, for uh, like, being grateful, really, about yeah. what you do for a job and, you know, who you do it with. So that's something that they definitely imparted on me, and, you know, that it doesn't last forever. And the moments that you definitely take into, like, when you see Saints win at the weekend, the, yeah. the moment from when they lift that trophy until whenever they finish, how many days later that is, they're the moments that you remember. Not the who scored what try or whatever. They're, they're, they're all great. Individually, yeah. they're great. But as a team, winning something together and sitting down at the end of it and having a beer and going, how good was that? That's yeah. the... You know, that team definitely imparted that on me because they love to play good rugby, but they also love to enjoy each other's company. And that's something that I've definitely took with me throughout my full career. Yeah, so it was nice to be taught that young then, mate, wasn't it, really? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, they they enjoyed each other's company every day, and you know, they were they were grateful for each other. You could see that, yeah. and to have that growing up, and to realize actually this is what rugby's about. You know, it, it gives you a good appreciation for what you actually do, um, yeah. and I, I've took that with me wherever I've gone. Yeah, do you think fans see that more now, mate? With the social media, and that they appreciate that. You- as pro players used to have lives as well. Rugby's not the be-all and end-all, is it? Yeah, definitely. With social media, you get a kind of an insight into into what it's like, I think. But yeah. you'll like no one will ever ever truly be able to show you what it what it's like and what it feels like. Like it yeah. really is like hair hairs on the back of your neck standing up. That's the kind of thing that you get when when you sit down in a change room and you've completed the goal that you want to complete together, the one that you set set out at the beginning of the, the year and you sat around and you said, this is what we want to do and this is how we're going to do it and this is how we're going to go about it. And then you actually end up going all the year and then completing it. That I, There's no other feeling that I can compare that to. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling. And, you know... I, I envy Saints now that they've they're feeling that this this moment in time it's yeah. it's such a brilliant thing. Um, but you know it's 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 a great thing, and you know the the main thing is that you're you're grateful and that you understand that the, those moments don't come around all the time. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, but for was it two years on the run, mate? You played the big dance, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we played Wigan the first year and they were just red hot. There was no competing with them. You know, they, they got yeah. Maguire and they didn't make an error for the first 40 minutes. And I'm not sure, whether, off, yeah, I'm not sure yeah. whether that's ever been broken since, but they didn't make one a penalty or a, a knock-on for the first 40 minutes. And all credit to them, they were brilliant. You know, yeah. I play with Harrison Hampton now and I say to him, you nick that one off me. Yeah, but, uh, yeah and then... Um, in 2011, we should have we should have should have really beat Leeds, but after you know playing under Brian McDermott at Toronto, I can see how he gets sides to peak for the end of the year, definitely. Right, um, and that group of players that he had there were very special. So, yeah. you know, you've got you've always got the shoulda, woulda, couldas, but at the end of the day, you're just beaten by a better side. And you know, as long as you can say you beat by the better side and take that on the chin, then. then you can be happy about your life, can't you? Yeah, of course you can, mate. So we'll just go back a little bit, mate. And what what is so? I've had Addison on, mate, and he's he's told me what it was like in the week for Wigan before the big game. So what's it like in the week for you at St. Helens before them big games? And did one year differ to the other, or was it pretty much the same thing? Yeah, I mean, when we had Daniel and. You know, he was obviously there for that 2006 um, treble winning team. Yeah. He had an air of calmness about him in any any week before a big game. You know, I, I was good that I didn't get really get to spend more time with him as my coach. Um, he, he was literally like, as I was coming through as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, um, you know, he was awesome. Yeah. He could tell that. It was just very good man-manager. And he really did bring an air of calmness to the team and you know when I had Mick Potter he was equally as awesome for me you know he gave me my debut and he was really good for the detail so he was really clever with the detail and you know small little things that would add up initially into the game and 
you know, uh, when I finally had Royce, I, I thought Royce was brilliant. He was he was great for me. Um, but obviously, it didn't work out in the end because we ended, had, the club ended up parting ways with him. But yeah. you know, Royce was a great motivator, a really good motivator, and um, you know, really respected him for that. He he could he could really get you you fired up and. You know, I suppose it's three different contrasting coaches that I had in my time, and you know, all all brought something great to big big games and big week big weeks when you're playing, uh, a, a, you know, another big team. But you know, all in the different ways. Yeah. So, who who do you support in footy? In football. Yeah. Um, well, I, I kind of support Liverpool because my dad supports them, but probably right. just in England now, really. <laughs> so when, but when you're in an arena like that, because don't get me wrong, you were playing at some good grounds, nice grounds, and for better use of words, some shit holes as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, isn't it, mate? It's just the way rugby is, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. Them yeah. old-fashioned grounds where the fans are on top of you. No offense to people, but they are yeah, a bit dumpy. Yeah. But when you're in that tunnel, mate, and you're coming out. Like Addison said, he said, like, there's not a feeling. You can't tell someone unless they've done it. And you'll just no. be able to look at each other and go, yeah, I know. But it's, it's that the tingly stuff and then the crowd erupts, the fireworks go off. And how was that, like, five or ten minutes? And before the game, how was you with nerves, Andy? And how did you cope with them if you got them? Yeah, so with, with nerves, um, you know, it, it's a tricky one because when you're a kid, you don't really... You don't really know, like you don't really know anything about psychology or anything like that. It's only as you get older. So, you know, if I ever have nerves or anything, any, 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 because nerves are just negative thoughts. Really, you think, yeah. oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? And you know, listen to the high performance podcast, and they said something really interesting on there with Chris Hoy that you know, if if you if you envisage something negative, rather than focusing on that, envisage the most per- the perfect thing that you can do with with that. So, like, he was talking about the one-kilometre time trial and what if someone beats a world record. And I don't know whether you've listened to it. I haven't I've listened to that one, to no. high performance, but not that one, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So, he talks, like, he's talking to this psychologist and then they end up coming to a thing where he's just got to keep envisaging the perfect 1K time trial. And that's something that I've tried to bring into, you know, as I've got older, definitely something yeah. that I have. But as a kid, you probably just don't really know what it is. You know you're nervous, but you don't really know, like, you can't really process it. Because I was, yeah. you know, I think I played my first one at 20. So, like, you don't really, 20, 20 years old, you don't really know. Like So, like, yeah, you're nervous, but, like, you're just kind of going with it. And, yeah. you know, especially before the Wigan Saints one, I, I, that, that one we had a minute silence. Um doesn't help that, does it? <laughs> no, no. So I honestly thought I was going to spew in the minute silence. Yeah. That's how that's how like how jittery I was. Yeah. But then I went and sat down on the bench and I calmed myself down. And I was fine. And as soon as I went on, I was fine. It's just unfortunate that Wigan were that good that yeah. they ended up running with, running away with the game. So that that's how you'd really when you've been at your most, you'd probably you'd be ready to spew, but you haven't. Yeah, that's definitely. how it shows itself, is it, mate? Yeah. For me, yeah, for me, you, yeah. you're ready to spew, but like, it, it, it's it, you, you overcome it, and you know you get nerves, and you just don't want to go too far. You don't want to go over the top. You don't want to, um, you know, go too like adrenaline rush, and yeah. then when you come to the game, you're on the way down rather than on the way up. That's so it, like, it, it's your about, gas early. Yeah, yeah, it's about controlling it and just staying calm and, and you know, just enjoy enjoying it really. Yeah. Enjoying it. That's what I was, I was thinking walking out of the tunnel. I was like, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to take all of this in. 
no, that's a good way of thinking about it, mate. Do you, yeah. do you get out? Well, I know they do now, but did you get any anyone in to help you with that back then? No. I'll say no. about then, make it years ago. It's only like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, no help, to be honest, at all. Right. And that's what you don't really think about it. No. Um, it's definitely yeah. changed, though, hasn't it? Yeah, it definitely, yeah. it definitely has changed, you know. Um, psychology is massive in sport now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's 100% changed. And uh, scoring a try, mate, in a final, how was that? Yeah, that was, well, that's, you know, that's the stuff that, you know, dreams are made of and scoring it. And I remember, <laughs> I remember like, um, one, when we'd finished it, we went out around St. Helens and someone was like, oh, you, you scored that try in the final, didn't you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, why did you celebrate it? And I was like, well... Why not, innit? Well, like, well, because we were getting beat 16, 16, 6 at the time, and I was like, I was like, listen, mate, I couldn't control my body. Yeah. I, like, I couldn't control what I was doing. Right? I was just that, like, excited to go over. I was like... And then you can see in my face, once I turn around, I'm like, right, oh, fuck, we're, still, we're, still, we're actually still behind. So like, I turn around and I jog off. But, like, yeah. in that initial split second, I'm just gone. I'm all emotion. Um, and yeah, you're like, back in the game as well, mate. Yeah, and like yeah. like Harrison said, like you can't you can't explain it. So like literally, like my body was just completely took over with emotion. So I couldn't really I couldn't really do anything else to be honest with you. Yeah. That's fair enough. So when your time at Saints is coming to an end, mate, what is is it? Is it like a mutual thing, or is your contract up, or was you seeking a challenge? Yeah, so like I wanted to play regular, and Saints offered me a one year, and I wanted to because I wanted to move out, I wanted to buy a house, and. Yeah. You know, Salford offered me a three-year deal and to play rugby every week. So I was like, "Well, rugby every week, and I want to get my name out there, and I want to be, I want to be a starting back rower. I don't want to be a backup to somebody." Yeah. And I think that that's that was the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, it was like an all-encompassing deal, but it was just unfortunate that when I went to Salford, um, they literally like from the team that I sat, I saw the team at the beginning of the year, and they had Matt Smith, Daniel Holsworth, like they had Joel Moon in the centre, and they had like a really good team, and then. Yeah. They literally all the way through the year sold players and I was like, oh, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. And they didn't really replace any. So I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. Did they, they tell you they were going to though? No, well, they, they kept saying they were going to sign people. Yeah. And then when I got there, no one had signed, just me. <laughs> and they went into, two weeks later, they went into administration. So I was like, oh no, what have I done here? <laughs> literally like, I've, in one fell swoop, I've, I'm, my, my career's gone. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Was there any other interest, mate, when Salford come in? Um, not at the time. I can't. No. I, I think. I think it was Phil. Phil Beavers was the first one who came in, and then yeah. and then I was just like, yeah, let's go there. Like because I knew that Longy was on the staff, so I was like, yeah. happy days. Was that a big enticement then, mate? Yeah. Longy. Yeah, def- definitely. Because I knew how he read the game, and I knew what kind of style he played. So I was like, this is definitely for me. Yeah. Uh, how he plays. So you know that that was. The way they play, playing playing every week was the two most important things, really, for me. Fair enough, mate. And who represented you? Because you're still a young lad, really, aren't you? You're, what, you're 23, 24? Yeah, I was, 20, I was 22 at that stage. Was you? Yeah, so I was 22. Was, is it just you and your dad, mate? Or? No, no, I had an agent at that point. I had an right. agent called Andy Clark, yeah. So he was representing yeah. me at that point. And, right. um, yeah, yeah, he was my agent. No worries. So when, when you're in them types of talks, mate... It, Obviously, money's important, but it's not the be all and end all. Is it? So, like you said, it's playing style and it's these promises, and oh, we're looking to sign a, a and other as well as you, Andy. So, 
when you get there and it's not quite what it's painted out to be, how is it? Because it's not like you went there and you sold, you kicked on and you got played of the year one year, didn't you? And yeah. you were an ever-present. So did any mentalities change when you got there due to these promises and stuff? Or was it just, I'm here, get me head down and put myself out there? No, I, I I got there and I had a massive point to prove. Yeah. Um, I had a real big point to prove. So, you know, I was like, I was like, I've got like, because I'd left Saints and I wanted, to, I went there to take a chance to get my name out there. And I was like, no, I've got a massive point to prove. So, um, that didn't really affect me. I just wanted like a good, like I want, I wanted to win something really. I wanted to move move up. So I was just like. Can we sign some? Can we sign some players? Because we literally got rid of everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, eventually through the year, they, they ended up adding a few players. But you know, that that team that we had that year, if they'd have kept that team now at Salford, that would have been a brilliant team because yeah. Farge was half back, Mark Sneed was the other half back. I think they end up getting Lee Gaskell halfway through the year. Who end up being full back? They had Jordy Broughton on one wing. Like they had, they had, like it was such a good team. And yeah. if they just kept it together and let it mature and, and get get a bit older, it definitely would have been something good. Yeah, but do you reckon that's short term vision that then happened? Yeah, because you know, yeah. Mar- Marwan came in. Um so we went into administration in, in two weeks into it into pre season and you know, after that they sold the club to Marwan and I get it, he wants to win something. Like everyone wants to win something in, in rugby, and you know, I've been a part of a few of the like when people have taken over clubs in the short term, and you know, I really do think that you have to you have to build it from both ends and meet it in the middle. Um, you know, you can't you can't just put the product on the pitch and hope that it 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 goes through. You really have to invest in the kids and invest in the youth, and then literally build it from both ways because kids have got to have a product like they want to achieve they want they've, they've got to like cnn product like warrington have done it they yeah. bought players they put a good team together and then they attacked it from the bottom and they signed good kids and then you can see them now the kids are coming through well the kids have come through and now they've got it, it's good from both ends because yeah, it's a clear both. pathway mate and there's yeah. an ambition there and yeah, they're bringing their yeah. kids through, but they're adding good Aussies with it as well. So, like, yeah. that's that's how you do it. And, you know, Warrington, like, I think when they win a grand final, it'll show you how many years it's actually, it'll actually take them to do, to do it. But that's what I really think you have to do. You have to invest heavy in the kids, buy the best 14, 15, 16-year-olds in, in, the, in, the, in England, yeah. and then build it from both ways. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. And um, uh, again, what what standout moments was the fear at Salford during your spell there? Um, definitely first the first year because the first year there I played eighty minutes every game, so I played I played every minute of every game. Um, then obviously I ended up getting Player of the Year at the end of it, so like that was a massive. And I actually captained the team in that year as well, so that was captain and the team was a real pleasure because when we went back to Saints, I ended up captain and the team, so I was, I, that was extra. Special for me. Yeah. Um, Have you always had that in you, mate, that leadership stuff? Um, I enjoy, I do enjoy it, but yeah. if, if if there's already a setup like a hierarchy there, then I'm you know, I'm I'm always willing to take take a back seat as well. But yeah, yeah I, I, I do enjoy it. I like I like, you know, planning and, and trying to move and progress and things like that. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. So your Salford spell comes to an end, mate, and 
and you signed for Lee. So a couple of things was that, again was there any more interest? What was the process of leaving Salford? What was the process of signing for Lee? Um, I was probably struggling a bit at Salford um, because you know I wasn't in in a great place. Um, so I, I just wanted to kind of get out and leave and you know I had some mates at Lee um, and they were like oh come come and play with us and I was like you know what I just want to go play with my mates so I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna go play I'm gonna go do that and and then I went I had I got rid of I had a couple of agents in this in this period and I got rid of a couple and then ended up signing with another one and he had a lot of affiliations with Lee so then that's when I ended up I ended up signing for Lee and and um yeah, and then leaving Salford uh, halfway through pre-season, really, at Salford. Um, okay. But, yeah, I, I wasn't in a great place, and the, that leave was the best thing for me at the time, really. Yeah. So, if you, it's fine if you don't want to go into it. So, was it from a rugby point of view or from a lifestyle point of view? Probably everything, really. Right. Um, the, the team had gone through a lot of changes. And yeah. I didn't really agree with them. Um what like when when I'm talking about that building it from the bottom up and the the top up as well, it wasn't yeah. really that wasn't really there. So like I, I was just I didn't really agree with a lot of the things that were going on there, and you know I probably said like how I felt, and that probably didn't really go down well. So then <laughs> ended up culminating in me me going. So right, yeah. Um, well, after speaking to you about it, and H has obviously spoke about it on the podcast, mate, it's, it's pretty apparent that it wasn't just an odd player here and there that didn't agree with what was happening. The model was just wrong there, wasn't it? And Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and I don't I, I don't think there was one per, particular person to blame. You know, no. there, was, there was a lot. When you, when, you, when you put a product on the pitch that you think is going to go well, a lot of pressure comes from the outside and you know that's that's natural. You know yeah. people people see, you know certain players going there and they go, yeah, that, like this should be good. And, and but like it, it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And there's a lot of pressure. There can be a lot of pressure there. So you know, I don't think it was one person's fault. It was just a perfect storm. Yeah. For me, it was it was my time to go. Um, I, honestly, my first year at Salford, I absolutely loved it. It was unbelievable, and like the fans were unbelievable. We, we we struggled that year. We really struggled, and the fans stayed behind us every step of the way. So I can't really commend them more for what what they did for us through that year. You know, it was a real yeah. tough year. It was just a shame they didn't keep a lot of the guys on that that were there then. That you know, that that were young, really. Yeah. And then the step to go and play with your mates at Lee then. So who was at Lee that you were poly with? Yeah, so, you know, initially it was Jake Emmett. I, I played with him at Saints yeah. and then he went from Saints to Cass and then he went to, and then he came to Lee with me and then he left Lee the year before and then right. he went, he, so he left Salford the year before and went to Lee. So like he was at Lee. And then, um, yeah, I just got there and everyone, you know, really welcomed me with open arms. Uh, you know, I've got I've got loads of great mates there that obviously I went to Toronto with as well. So, like, Bob Bezik, you know, uh, Greg Worthington, Johnny Powell, Liam Kay, like, there's Adam Higson, Ryan Britt. There's, there's loads there. Yeah. Martin Riddiad, there's, there's can't really name all of them, to be honest with you, because there's right. so many there. Yeah. Um, such a great team, such a fun time. And really, like... Got me back into to 
to love in rugby again. Yeah, so you probably did lose that little bit of me. You, you got it back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't mentally in the right right place really, and you know, it definitely like turn it turn it around going there, and you know, just go like the first year was really tough. Um, probably underestimated the championship a little bit in how good it was because they hadn't played it before, yeah. and. Um, yeah, I needed to put a little bit of weight on because, like, obviously in Super League it's faster, so you need to be a little bit lighter. Yeah. So then going to the championship, I needed to be a bit heavier, and I didn't really see that. So the second year was heavier, and like that, that was obviously a better year for me. Yeah. Okay. So any any standout moments, games, nights out, anything? That, <laughs> if um, you could speak about them. Lee, Lee was just <laughs> it was. Um, we, we used to have a FIFA tournament. We had a two-hour break in the middle of every day. We had a FIFA tournament. I'm sure it's on Twitter somewhere. But we used to, like, proper break it down as if we were, like, Jose Mourinho and Jürgen Klopp. Like, have the full, full interviews and everything off the back of it. But, <laughs> That's no, quite good, though, isn't it? It's quirky. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good um, atmosphere there. And, you know, that's why I think a lot of us ended up going to Toronto together because we had a really good, tight-knit group there. Yeah. Um, and obviously that club went through a little bit of a change as well. Uh, but yeah, getting getting promoted in the second year was was definitely a high. Um, yeah, the, both both years were great years at least. Just a quick reminder that Boydell Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Eggin. So if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Eggin, you'll get a free stud and a 1% discount. You've been listening to Trot the Eggin. Thanks to our sponsors by Dell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Eggin and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.